Hello and welcome to this episode of Guest Practices with my guest Judy McCutcheon. Throughout this series we spent a lot of time talking at organisation and leadership level and today we turn our attention to the middle management population. In some organisations, line managers have become little more than super operational experts, problem solvers, administrators, supervisors, super salespeople. Many have lost the art of coaching for growth with the long term in mind as well as for short term results. So how do we reimagine this population as we move ahead, particularly into hybrid working? We need to supercharge middle managers and unleash their true potential as custodians for growth. So my guest, Judy McCutcheon, who believes strongly in organisational efficiency and works closely with businesses to identify and address their gaps in areas like this, has many thoughts on the subject. As a human capital expert, she understands the importance of the middle management population. Let's hear more. Hello and welcome to this episode of Guest Practices and welcome to you, Judy. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Well, let's start by you introducing yourself and your business journey and your passion, Judy. Well, I am Judy McCutcheon. I live in the, on the Caribbean island of Grenada. I have a consulting company. It's called Go Blue Inc., and we do management consulting. Um, most of the work we do is a lot of HR work and some strategic planning and some strategic reorganize, like redesigning of organizations. Um, we, we do a lot of job evaluations, HR audits, um, talent development, employee assessment training, and stuff like that. I am also extremely, extremely passionate about working with women. So I am a qualified coach uh, with the John Maxwell, with the John Maxwell team. And um, I have another certification, coaching certification as well. And I um so I'm really passionate about working with women. So I created this program specifically for um, women who really want to step into their power and own who they are. So I have a 12-week program and it's called Own Your Badass. And that is, well, for both corporate, um, women in corporate as well as entrepreneurs. Um, From a Academic standpoint, I have an MBA in international business, as well as a master's in psychology. So that's me in a nutshell. Wow. So, so impressive. And in fact, it was with your work with the uh, kind of the women stepping into their power and owning their badass. I think that's where we were first introduced. And and where I'm fascinated for this discussion is another part of your specialism where you're looking at that middle of the organization and powering up that as well. And it's kind of interesting as we've been going through, I don't know, since 2008, uh, the global financial crisis, uncertainty, pandemic, what's mm. going to happen with business transformation, all of these things. And we spend a lot of time talking about leaders, executive leaders and leadership, and we're in danger of missing out of this hugely influential 
population within our organizations, which you could argue have been ignored in some ways, certainly some of the ones that I'm working with as well. So perhaps you can tell us why middle managers are so important now and why we should refocus on them for 2021 and beyond. Well, middle managers are the implementers in an organization. That's it. You know, the I believe that your the transformation of an organization happens in the middle. We have, you know, they are the biggest management pool and they have the biggest impact on an organization's profitability. Whether people believe it or not, those are simply the facts, right? So let us let us look at this. The people in the C-suite, the executives, they set the strategic direction for the company, right? Them together with the board of directors. However, they are not the executors of those plans that they have set. So the middle managers together with their staff are the ones who implement those plans. And they have a direct impact on the experience that your employees get and the experience your employees get determines your profitability. It really does because it has a large impact on the engagement. There was a survey, Gallup did a survey that showed that 70% of the variance that of the engagement of the variance, sorry, that you see in engagement is as a result of the manager. Most often than not, nine out of 10 times, that's a middle manager, right? And they right now are an unhappy bunch. Your middle managers right now are really an unhappy bunch. They're stuck in the middle. They're often an unheard of group. They're unheard. Like they're not listened to. They can make suggestions, but they're not, those suggestions really oftentimes are taken into consideration. And they are an underserved bunch. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm busy writing down, as you're saying, because there's so much coming out of this. I, unhappy, unheard, underappreciated and underserved as well and undersupported. Um, and it is this big pool. And what you reminded me of there when you were talking about the execution piece is that we know that sixty over 60 percent of strategies fail. Eighty percent of digital strategies fail. It's because of the execution. And often that's because there is a disconnect between what is said and what is done, but also this support that you're you're talking about. And if they, if the middle management aren't getting the support or the clarity, how on earth can the rest of the organization get it right? So it's it, it's really important. And I'm sure it also relates, Judy, and maybe maybe you can put me right on this, but I'm sure it also relates to that statistic I've seen somewhere that around 60% of people leave their managers rather than leaving their company um, and yeah, or management. True. Is that about right? Yeah, you're right. People never leave companies because company. what is a company in and of itself? It's just a building. That's just what it is. People, the people um, are the ones who make up that company. And if I am working for you and I... I'm not recognized. 
my suggestions are never taken on board. They're not even considered, you know, then you start looking, you start, people start getting disgruntled. There's resentment stepping in. And then people just kind of go to work and do the bare minimum that is required. And it's not, companies only profit from discretionary efforts. Discretionary effort is where you want all your employees to be. Totally agree with you. So, so getting down to the real hub of it. And so how can organizations and particularly executive leaders then better support and not only support, but grow middle managers as custodians of the rest, rest of the organization and the organizational growth for the decade ahead? Right. So the if organizations want to have a bigger impact, they want their profitability um, to be increased, especially in a time like now where um, revenues revenues have fallen. One thing that they have to focus heavily on is the experience that they give to their employees and not just the lower employees. Because what we do is that we tend to focus either on the leaders or on the lower level. That's really what organizations tend to do. They tend to forget that the biggest management pool, the, the largest group of their managers, they tend to forget them, right? So let's let's take this simple example. During the pandemic, a lot of a heavy burden, a lot of pressure was placed on HR managers to take care of the mental health the, the, of, of, of the rest of the, the staff, especially the lower level staff. Now, HR is a middle management function, right? And a disproportionate amount of HR managers are women, a disproportionate amount. And because women are nurturing by nature, what happens is that we we give and we give and we nurture and we make sure that everybody else is okay. But who is responsible for looking after the mental health of that group? They really are a forgotten bunch. And that is why there is, there is crisis right now in terms of engagement in organizations. And when when you have your staff being, the majority of your staff being disengaged or actively disengaged, you get nothing out of them. What you find is they're looking for more jobs. While on your time, they're looking for jobs. They come to work for eight o'clock, if that's the time. And by 4.01, your office is empty because everybody is gone. And that's not what you want. Is it? No, absolutely not. So what do we do about it then? Now, managing people is the hardest job in the world, Jeremy. It is the absolute hardest job in the world. And what organizations do is that they promote people or you hire people in these, into these positions without giving them the requisite resource. And the biggest resource that people, that you need to be able to manage people is training, right? And 
one of the one of the first things that companies do is that they cut that training budget. The training, the, it doesn't seem to be, there is a disconnect um, with, 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 with senior leaders. There's a big disconnect between the impact of training and their bottom line. There's, there's a disconnect. There's something missing in the middle again, right? So the second thing, so the first thing is training your managers setting them up for success, giving them the resources that they need. The next thing is that you want to ensure that you have a coaching and a a mentoring program going because when, when, when organizations are looking for senior leaders, what do they do? They look outside. They look outside and they say to you, well, I don't have anybody inside I can promote. Of course, you won't have anybody inside that you can promote because you haven't nurtured those people inside so that you can promote them. So, you know, you, you, the middle managers don't see any hope of upward mobility. So they become disgruntled, like really, really disgruntled, and they become resentful, right? And some of them get to the point where they actually, you know, like they do things that, that really hurt the company. Right. And what organizations want to do is support that group, really give them the training. I'm just going to repeat myself, give them the training, give them the tools, mentor and coach them. And I really want to stick in here that one of the things and I thought it was only in the Caribbean, but after doing some research, I realized it is all over. People, organizations hire people without using proper data, right? So, and they even promote without using higher data. So let's say, for example, I'm a really good cashier. I'm a fabulous cashier. And because I'm such an efficient cashier, you think I'm going to make a very good supervisor. So you promote me um, as a supervisor and I'm, simply not performing. Now, if you had used data to see whether I am going to perform in that function or not, and even if you still want to give me that function, what are the things that you would need to do to support my success? We don't do that. So we don't don't hire using data, we don't develop using data, and we don't promote using data. So we miss a big part of what does what does that employee really want? What do they really enjoy? Is this the best job for them? And because we we have that data, we have people who are in the wrong positions. They're the right people. They just happen to be in the wrong job. So they may perform good for six months because I'll tell you what, Jeremy, if I'm looking for a job and X is offered. I'm looking for a job. I'm going to take it. I'm really going to take the job. But then what happens after six months? Because it's not, um, it's not what I wanted. It's not what I like to do. It's 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 not it's not my my passion. And because you didn't hire me using data, you don't know that. You just see what I've shown you on my CV and in the interview. So the more we start using data, the better. Able, we're able to predict the success of our of our of our employees and really up 
our engagement um, so that it, we, there's a positive um, impact on our bottom line. Yeah, and I, I guess that that's middle management population, employee population. It's something that the middle managers can use. Uh, these five points here, the the train, the investment in skills, knowledge, behavior, training, uh, the the tools and the support they need, the coaching and mentor kind of base to keep that going. I totally agree with that. And uh, the the this sort of data based approach to understanding where our people are, whether they're managers and the rest of the organization, mm-hmm. um, so that you're attracting the right people, retaining the right people, of course. And I guess I'd, I'd, I'd probably be tempted to throw in sort of, you know, catch people doing it right as well. You know, where, where's the recognition for doing some of this? I, I think that can often put people off too, um, which does raise a question, therefore, and it's a double barrel question, I have to say. Oh, I'm sorry to say, Judy. Um, what is the cost of not providing this kind of support that you're talking about here? Um, if they if people say, well, you know, we, we, we you know needs must, we're just not going to do any of this. And for those that are doing it well, and maybe have some examples of that, what are the benefits that they're actually realizing? All right. So, all right. So middle managers have a direct impact on the largest part of your employee pool, right? That is your lower level staff because they're the largest part, right? And your middle management, they're the glue between your upper and your lower. They, they are the glue that holds that together. And the, and the another Gallup survey showed that globally, and this is a global survey and the, the, it's startling, globally, 85% of workers are disengaged or actively disengaged. And in that 85%, it's only about 5% that was senior leaders. So there's a huge part of your of organizations today where you have really disgruntled workers, right? What does that tell us? That tells us that companies are leaving a significant amount of money on the table, a really significant amount of money that companies lose on an annual basis, right? Um, That same, another Gallup survey, because I really like research, I I like data, um, show that US companies lose $500 billion annually from um, lost time, from lost time, work, uh, from, sorry, from time, lost time, lost work, and, um, and from a money standpoint, annually, they lose 500 billion. Now, the effort, the time, the energy, and the money to put training in place and the other resources that the middle management will need to and setting up a, mon, a monitoring program, investment in, in the tools, the resources, the training. That is way less than 500 million. So like I said, there's this disconnect between the 
between these two things for senior leaders. If you could just realize the amount of money that you're leaving on the table, if collectively it's 500 billion, each company is you losing several million dollars a year from lost time. Because with disengagement, you have um, absenteeism. Absenteeism is a big thing with um, with employees who are disengaged. There's that employee is constantly sick. And because they're not happy at work, they're stressed out, they're full of anxiety. So they're constantly sick. I mean, employees, organizations with benefits, and I'm hoping that most organizations would have benefits. What that means is that you you are, yes, the employee pays a portion, but you also have to pay a portion for every time that employee is sick. So there's your medical, um, your medical goes up, plus the lost time from work. So it is a significant amount of um, losses that uh, that a company suffers. It most certainly is. And when you put hard numbers to it there, and the fact that that's made up of lost time, lost work, lost energy, lost costs, lost productivity, boy, it's, it's a real call to action. So are there any organizations getting this right? And when they do get it right, what, what benefits are they realizing, Judy? So- all right, so let's and I and I and I I chose this company because they are in an industry that is known for really high rates of employee turnover. Right? So Hyatt. Hyatt is in the tourism sector, right? Um they that sector is known for the a really high rate of turnover. People come in, people go out consistently. But they are, they seem to have gotten the employee experience thing right. They seem to have it down to a, a science, right? They really do support that large sector that large underserved sector of the of, of the organization. And what this company do is that they, they promote from within. So it shows that they have a coaching, mentoring program, training that's going on so that their, their senior leadership, it, it comes from that middle management bunch. And the, the middle management bunch would have come from, from the lower ranks, right? So you come up through the organization. So there is coaching, there's mentoring, there's proper, there's proper training. But the biggest thing is that there is alignment with the brand, the purpose, and the culture. So the people are aligned with Hyatt's culture, with Hyatt's brand, and with Hyatt's purpose. And because of that, um, their turnover is very low. And and when your turnover is low, one of the things that is high is your profitability, right? Because you are doing something right so that your people can stay. And your people only stay with you if they're being treated well and they give you that discretionary effort because discretionary effort, as I said, is where companies really make um, 
big profits. So if you look at, I guess, any one of the other Fortune 500, you can look at Google, you can look at Virgin, they get it right. And because of that, they are rewarded with huge profitability. They most certainly are, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they, they are. And when you, you talk about that, it, it's, it's, it's so obvious, isn't it? Because there is also this huge dialogue at the moment about human-centered leadership and everything that you talked about, the human touch, the employee experience, nurturing, it's uh, buying into the brand, the culture, which is fit for purpose and so on. So just a supplementary question on that then, when all that's going well, what, how, how, does, how does the role of the middle manager in organizations like Hyatt that are doing it really well kind of power up this sense of belonging and commitment? When you have, when you have alignment, when you have a company, all right, so in this, I'm just going to, I'm going to take this over. When we, when we look at this new dispensation, right? In this new dispensation, employees are no longer looking at, um, well, they're not, they don't, it's not just about the pay, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot more than that. So employees want to be seen as a whole complete person, right? So they're looking at their development, they're looking at the well-being. They're looking at the, the, the recognition that you give them. They're looking at coaching, you know. So it's not only about pay. So that is that really is the past. The future now is where you see the employee as a whole employee, as a complete person with a family and everything, right? Um, so when you when you look when you're looking after that whole person. Right when you're looking after their development, when you see them, you know. Um, I was talking to I was talking to a senior um, VP of marketing for a big company here in the Caribbean yesterday, and she said to me, "When I am joyous at work, when I feel joy and happy at work, I am joyous and happy everywhere." So that tells you when. An employee is appreciated when an when an employee is recognized. When an when an employee is being rewarded. When an employee has the tools to do the job that they need to to do, um, and there are no roadblocks and bureaucracy and red tape and all of that. They just can do their job. That makes for a really happy employee. And I'll tell you. When you're a happy employee, your discretionary effort is through the roof. Yeah, oh gosh, I, it resonates so much. And, and I love that that center of what you're talking about here, the of the middle managers of our organization looking after the whole person now. It's an extension of that human-centered leadership the, that goes beyond that sort of empathy, making work joyful, uh, making life joyful, um, what a very different space for some middle managers yes, who are really uh... work has to be joyful. What? Why are you going to get up? And I, yeah. you know, I always say this: Why? I, why am I going to get up from my bed to hustle to your organization for eight o'clock in the morning, spend eight or nine hours, and those are eight or nine unhappy hours? Why am I going to do that? Besides needing a, 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 a paycheck, I could do, I could 
find other things that make me happy and, and get a paycheck, you know? So when you don't, when you don't equip your managers with what they need to get the job done, and a huge part of that is training, a really big part of it is training, then what happens is that your entire or a big section of your lower um, employee becomes very, very disgruntled. And like you said at the top, when we started, is that employees do not leave organizations. They really don't. They leave their managers. And if they, if they have a really good manager, then that really impacts there is, there is such a huge impact when you have congruency, when you have alignment um, in an organization. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's really interesting. We've, we've in some ways in organizations lost the art of, of skills building, lost the art of coaching in many ways, and lost the art perhaps of supporting our middle managers as senior leaders in the organization so that they can do all of this great stuff with the employees that you're talking about and really engage them in the journey so if if i took you into a boardroom of a of a of a company that was really struggling with this judy mm-hmm. what would the what would be the three or four kind of big tips that you could give the executive leaders in that room so that they could reignite their middle management focus and support um, I probably may have about a couple. Um, first, first, I'm going to, it's going to be a question. I'm just going to ask, how do you, how do you view your employees? Because that is a real, real, the answer to that says a lot. So do you see your employees, right? Do you see them as people? And that's the first thing. Um the next thing I'll, I'll want them to do is provide opportunities for them to be coached and or mentored. Provide that opportunity. Create the space for them. Um, again, provide the training that is needed because their professional development adds to the bottom line of your organization, plain and simple, right? If there is no upskilling, no reskilling, Right. Um, I want you to I said this at the top, but I'm, I'm just going to say it in a different way. See them as more than just an expense line on your PL. You know, see them as see them as a whole person. Right. And the next thing you want to do is set them up for success. You really want to set up your people for success. And you know, I'll tell them that, you know, remember that those um, middle managers need the same nurturing that you're asking them to give to the lower staff. They need it as well. You really can't pour from an empty cup from an empty cup. And if you keep, you know, if my job as middle manager is really to, because when you become a manager, it's really more about managing people and dealing with people right? And listening to people's problems sometimes all day, guiding, coaching. I need the same thing too. 
I need to get that same nurturing and so on that you're asking me to provide. So leaders must understand that that group in the middle, they need the same thing, a little bit more than what you're asking them to give to the, to the, to the lower staff. Yeah, it, it resonates so much even with, with, you know, the organizations I go into as well, Judy, because in some ways, what I've also observed is that middle managers need to be repurposed again because they've just become super salespeople, problem solvers, administrators. And what you're saying here makes total sense is that if you, if you, how you've, in fact, the first thing you said was the most interesting, which is you've got to understand what is their perception of their employees? Are they a person? Are they a commodity? You know, is this, and then, then we can go down the roads, but yes, it's, creating those opportunities for everybody to grow means that you have to have a middle population that is able to do that. And also, and they need to perhaps unlearn some old habits and reskill as you, as you absolutely say, so that they're set up for success. And at the moment in some organizations, it feels like that they're more set up for failure or taking the fall. Would you agree? And that's, that's how a lot of them feel. If you talk to a lot of them, they will tell you they feel as if, you know, the managers want them to fail. You know? And, yeah. and it could also be that that senior leader don't know how to, um, how to manage people as well. Well, uh, that's, a whole, that's a whole new ballgame. And you're absolutely right, though, because... We also know that there are some, uh, well, you know, some pretty stark development gaps at the executive level now as we're into the Definitely. modern workplace, post-pandemic, all of that. Um, yeah, it, it, could add, it could add to the issue um, if the middle management aren't getting the support as well, couldn't it? Yeah. And when, when leaders don't, lead from the heart because I really believe in being as a leader you should be heart centered I think that is your most important skill that you need um, being heart centered if you're a heart centered leader a lot of those types of problems will eventually disappear from the organization what what a lovely place to end our conversation here heart centered drive something else that you said joyous and happy employees at work and at home supported by repurposed middle managers who like you said are the glue between all parts of the organization and we need to invest with them so judy thanks so much for for joining me for this conversation around that a very important one for many organizations so i'm sure many watching or listening will have questions for you so how do they find out more and how do they get in touch with you if they'd like to continue the discussion well um my my website for the consultants is goblueinc g o b l u e i n c .net um i'm also on linkedin judy mccutchen um so you'll find me in any of those two places um, if you're on Facebook, Judy M. McCutcheon, also on, on, on Facebook. So, yeah. Great. Well, we'll make sure that for those watching, you'll see that all on the screen for those listening. There you go. Replay it and you'll find Judy everywhere. Judy, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining us. Some big food for thought on some big questions for business and for the leadership and for management today. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for having me, Jeremy. And I just want to remind um, organizations out there listening that in the middle is where transformation happens in your organization. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining our guest practices video cast. Please do subscribe to our YouTube channel through the link below or check out our website to access more in our current series of expert interviews.